The Fijian parliament sitting resumed today in Suva for 2023, the first session under the new three-party coalition government led by Sitiveni Rambuka. It began with the swearing-in of two new MPs on the opposition bench, a former assistant manager for youth and sports, Alipate Tuidolo, and Penyoni Rabunawa. It also follows resignations of former Fiji First Cabinet Ministers Mahendra Reddy and Rosie Akbar. Three senior opposition MPs have now stepped down, which includes former Attorney General Aya Said Kayum. In a wide-ranging opening statement for the new parliamentary term, Prime Minister Sitibini Rambuka stressed the need for both sides of the House to be united. He believes government and opposition had many differences, but they also share a common interest. And that is the welfare of our people and policies and measures that will benefit the people and the nation as a whole. There are many opportunities, Mr. Speaker, sir, for government and opposition to adopt a united approach on certain issues and jointly develop legislation and pursue other initiatives for the common good. The Prime Minister hopes to work together with the opposition leader, Frank Bainimarama, on policies to protect children, eliminate violence against women, improve services provided by local governments, alleviate poverty, as well as inspire the nation's sports people. He says the People's Coalition government will continue to ensure Fiji's democracy functions properly. Ramboka has announced several policy changes impacting civil servants since coming into power in late December. Some of these include increasing the retirement age from 55 years to 60 and removing contract-based appointments. He says these changes provide government workers long-term security, adding that consultations are ongoing for the full implementation of this policy. The policy which represents virtual permanent employment across the public service governed by the usual terms and conditions. We look forward to improved morale and productivity in the public service once this policy is fully implemented. Rambuka also pointed to recent revelations concerning senior executives' salary and benefits from certain public and state-owned enterprises that have been in the limelight. He says the disclosures have raised red flags and highlighted the need for greater scrutiny and accountability by executives and directors in these enterprises. He confirmed over 1,200 people applied to be on the boards of state entities after the government called for expressions of interest in January. It is imperative that the right people are appointed to boards on merit. Board membership must also reflect that dynamics of our population diversity. Shifting focus into regional and foreign relations, Drambuka says his priority is to rebuild regional unity. He says his meeting with Kiribati President Tanis Mamao last month was very successful. The aim was to find a path for Kiribati to rejoin the forum, the forum family, after their withdrawal last year. A united Pacific Island forum is better placed to protect the interests of our region. This is especially significant at a time of international maneuvering for big power influence in the Pacific and the common challenges we face, in, in particular the climate change problems. Sitiveni Rambuka has indicated that both leaders have agreed on various measures to improve and strengthen the Fiji-Kiribati bilateral relations. He also says working on mending Fiji's relations with the most successful example of regional cooperation, the University of the South Pacific, has taken off. The Fiji First Fijian government had withheld paying its dues to the USP 
and owes in excess of 80 million Fijian dollars to the institution. We will make an initial payment to begin reducing our significant debt left with the USB, and we will do that later this week. I'm glad the Vice-Chancellor, Professor Paul Aluwalia, has returned to Fiji, Mr. Speaker, sir, and I look forward to meeting him later this week. Meanwhile, the opposition leader, Frank Bainimarama, says today's Fiji does not follow the rule of law. It is a Fiji where the Prime Minister, his Attorney General and his ministers do not follow the Constitution, which brought them to this Parliament in the first place. They make their rules and disregard the law as and when it suits them. Bainimarama says Rambuka's coalition is acting against the spirit of the Constitution. He claims the Chief Justice has been suspended for frivolous matters and independent constitutional officers forced to resign or suspended with no regard for due process. We have intelligent, diligent and professional civil servants removed, terminated, suspended and sidelined without rhyme or reason or due process. We have our regulatory processes being eroded and illegal directives are issued because ministers, their political cronies and newly appointed civil service believe that their interests supersede the law. The former Prime Minister also claims freedom of expression is under threat and people are worried to speak openly. He also claims the President, as the Commander-in-Chief of the military forces, also failed to protect the Constitution and provide proper guidance to the military. I appeal to the rank and file of the RFMF to preserve their manner, to maintain their credibility and their calling and not forsake their constitutional role. I also wish to inform RFMF that its gift and legacy, the Fijian constitution, is being ignored and bashed on a daily basis and the current Prime Minister wants what the RFMF works so hard for removed. Fiji's parliament sitting continues until Friday. The reporting for this piece was done by Kelvin Anthony.